Hi, everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. All right, welcome back. Uh, We today are looking at Genesis 30 to 31. Uh, Essentially, Jacob is finally going to leave Paddan Aram and go back to Canaan, which means he's no longer going to be under Laban. But there's a couple hoops to jump through before that happens. I don't know if we'll talk about all of them, so you might want to hang out and listen (laughs) to the text at the end. But what do you think, Jenny? Just think there's like so much going on. There's like so much deception. There's so many just like just gross gross characteristics of people in these stories like i'm not impressed with layman i'm not impressed with rachel this is jenny's judgment right now and like the two wives leah and rachel like it just feels like they just constantly are against each other and like trying to one-up each other it's just like gross all right let's start with layman uh layman is super deceitful we already know that Mm -hmm. but now we see him trying to steal from Jacob. He's just like a greasy dude. So, like, now when he steals from Jacob, he's essentially stealing from his daughters. He's stealing from his grandkids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, he's, Well, the girls even say, like, wait, yeah. where's the money that our yes. father had for us? I guess he just squandered all that, yes. too. Uh, there is some really interesting stuff. And we see that Laban is not our great guy from, like, several things. But two things stick out faith-wise. Um, he used divination to find out why he's doing so well. What's divination? Divination is like witchcraft, which is prohibited from Deuteronomy. So the original people that heard this would have been like, that's not good. Mm -hmm. Um, Wait, what did he do with that, you said? He used divination to find out why he was being successful. Okay, got you. And basically, the witchcraft revealed to him that it was literally just because Jacob was in his presence. So he's not letting him go. Exactly. And so they have a, like, he and Jacob have a conversation about it. And that is why he doesn't want Jacob to leave. It's not because he's going to miss his kids. It's not because he's going to miss. It's (laughs) It's like. It's not sentimental at all. Exactly. It's all Um, greed. Also, at the end of the reading, we find out that he, for some reason, had all these household gods. uh, And for some reason, Rachel took them all. (laughs) So it's, it's hard to say what her motivations are, but it should tip us off. Like, that's not right. She shouldn't be doing that. Uh, What do you think about Leah? Leah doesn't seem bad. Uh, Leah is just kind of exciting to me to listen to. I mean, she does, like, again, take matters into her own hands because it's like, oh, Rachel's starting to have kids and she's making her servants do it. I'm going to have my servant have kids with him, too. We've seen this before. Yes. Um, so this is this is a cultural practice. Repeated offense. But it is also against God's design. Like, we see God, you know, put Adam and Eve together, one husband, one wife. That is God's design. We're going to see Paul say that that is a requirement for ministry, a husband of one wife. Um, so it's important to remember, just because people do it in the Old Testament doesn't mean it's right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one thing I did really appreciate, like, I just enjoyed reading was, like, every time, <laughs> regardless of the mother of the child, whatever, every time a child is born, it's like, oh, there's another, like we were talking about earlier, there's another tribe. There's another tribe of Israel. There's another tribe of Israel. And it's cool, like, they always associate the names with meanings, too, which is kind of interesting. Um, like, oh, I'm glad I didn't name my kid that. Kind of wish I would have named my kid that. Um, the original audience would have felt the same way. Like Moses is given these words by God. Moses is speaking these words to the people that are leaving Egypt as part of the Exodus. And as he's telling this story that they, they would have been familiar with, I think, through like verbal history, 
But as he's telling the story, it's like, oh, that's our guy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's our guy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's who we come from. Yeah. So, so that's really cool. Yeah. I've been enjoying just, like, watching those names pop up. But something else that um, I really just appreciated about Leah, going back to Leah, mm-hmm. is that um, she's just, like, super joyful every time. Like, whenever she has a child, it's always just like, oh, wow, I'm so thankful, like, he is going to love me so much and he's going to appreciate me so much and God has blessed me and all these things every time she has a child. So it's just like, I just kind of feel like I'm in her corner just like cheering her on because she is like, she is his first wife and she is like blessed by God. Like she never had an instance where God was like, I'm going to close up this one's womb and not let her have any more kids. Like, it's just exciting. Um, the, the, the moms of these guys will become important. Because it does play into certain things. Like Joseph, when he's sold into slavery and they say that he's dead, Joseph is Rachel's son. Right. So, like, they don't they don't like Rachel. So mm-hmm. they also don't like her kids. Interesting. But I've never really thought of it that like way. They're real families. There's, like, serious tension with all the different step-siblings, exactly. I guess. And mm-hmm. what's really interesting is that Joseph is going to end up being, like, one of the most honorable people that we find in the in the bible like a lot of times there's like deeply flawed people that god is using joseph doesn't seem to be super flawed so it's cool that is such an interesting way to think about it too because i never really like i always thought of the brothers as just being like within one family unit Mm, no and they're so dysfunctional Mm -hmm. yeah like they they hate each other because of very good reason it's like sister wives gone wild that's ridiculous. So that is helpful to remember kind of mm-hmm. who belongs to who because that is going to play out in different ways. So mm-hmm. what do you think, like, reading over this, Jenny, What are what, what's the takeaway? Like, is there something in here that's valuable for us today or is it just good to know these things? I think it's helpful because there are so many instances of just, like, messed up situations where it just feels like, wow, like, how in the world is all this going to equal up into something really great? And... Something that I thought was really cool that you had mentioned, Ryan, was like one of the sons, Judah, is like a direct lineage to Jesus. So like out of all this mess, what seems to be like a mess, God has a master plan that doesn't really make sense if you're just like seeing it for what it is right there. Um, And I think for us, it's the same way. Like we have messy stuff in our lives that just doesn't make sense, but hindsight you can see God, like his fingerprints through every moment and every situation that again, just doesn't make sense then. And it, it might feel really gross or messy or wrong or whatever, but God is still sovereign and his plan is still very obvious, um, in the moment, but also looking back too, it's pretty cool to see how he works. This whole story started out with Abraham standing in a field and God being like, Hey, Mm -hmm. that guy, you right there. I am going to make sure kings come from you. And ultimately, I'm going to make sure the king of kings comes from you. It isn't Mm -hmm. about the land. Mm -hmm. It's not about the people. It's about the savior. And we're going to see that play out. And like everything that God's doing, remember, God is super faithful to his promise. Mm -hmm. uh, And he is the character that we want to pay attention to. We want to learn more about him. We want to see what he's doing. And the cool part about it is, is that it doesn't just stop with Jesus either. It comes all the way to like hear us right now. Yeah. God is continuing to look out for his people. He's continuing to bring redemption to the world because that's the point and the purpose. So it's pretty compelling. Be encouraged today. 
We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Genesis 30. When Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, she envied her sister. She said to Jacob, give me children or I shall die. Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. And he said, am I in the place of God? Who has withheld you from the fruit of the womb? Then she said, here is my servant Bela. Go into her so that she may give birth on my behalf, that even I may have children through her. So she gave him her servant Bela, his wife, and Jacob went into her. And Bela conceived and bore Jacob a son. Then Rachel said, God has judged me and has also heard my voice and given me a son. Therefore, she called his name Dan. Rachel's servant Bela conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, With mighty wrestlings I have wrestled with my sister and have prevailed. So she called his name Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had ceased bearing children, she took her servant Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Then Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a son. And Leah said, Good fortune has come. So she called his name Gad. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a second son. And Leah said, Happy am I, for women have called me happy. So she called his name Asher. In the days of wheat harvest, Reuben went and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Then Rachel had said to Leah, Please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, Is it a small matter that you have taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? Rachel said, Then he may lie with you tonight in exchange for your son's mandrakes. When Jacob came home from the field in the evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, You must come in to me now, for I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he lay with her that night. And God listened to Leah, and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. Leah said, God has given me wages because I gave my servant to my husband. So she called his name Issachar. And Leah conceived again, and she bore Jacob a sixth son. And Leah said, God has endowed me with a good endowment. Now my husband will honor me because I have borne him six sons. So she called his name Zebulun. Afterward, she bore a daughter and, and called her name Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel, and God listened to her and opened her womb. She conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph, saying, May the Lord add to me another son. As soon as Rachel had born Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Send me away, that I may go to my own home and country. Give me my wives and my children, for whom I have served you, that I may go, for you know the service that I have given you. But Laban said to him, If I have found favor in your sight, I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Name your wages and I will give it. Jacob said to him, you yourself know how I have served you, and for how livestock has fared with me. For you had little before I came, and it has increased abundantly, and the Lord has blessed you wherever I turned. But now, when shall I provide you my own household also? He said, What shall I give you? Jacob said, You shall give me nothing. If you will do this for me, I will again pasture your flock and keep it. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from it, every speckled and spotted sheep and every black lamb and the spotted and speckled among the goats and they shall be my wages. 
so my honesty will answer for me later when you come to look into my wages with you. Every one that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and black among the lambs, if found with me, shall be counted stolen. Laban said, Good, let it be as you have said. But that day Laban removed the male goats that were striped and spotted, and all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, every one that had white on it, and every lamb that was black, he put them in charge of his sons. And he set a distance of three days' journey between himself and Jacob, and Jacob pastured the rest of Laban's flock. Then Jacob took fresh sticks of poplar and almond and plane trees and peeled white streaks in them, exposing the white of the sticks. He set the sticks that he had peeled in front of the flocks in the troughs, that is, the watering places where the flocks came to drink. And since they bred when they came to drink, the flocks bred in front of the sticks, and so the flocks brought forth striped, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob separated the lambs and set the faces of the flocks toward the striped and all the black in the flock of Laban. He put his own droves apart and did not put them with Laban's flock. Whenever the stronger of the flock were breeding, Jacob would lay the sticks in the troughs before the eyes of the flock that they might breed among the sticks. But for the feebler of the flock, he would not lay them there. So the feebler would be Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. Thus the man increased greatly, and large flocks, female servants, and male servants, and camels, and donkeys. Now Jacob heard that the sons of Laban were saying, Jacob has taken all that was our father's, and from what was our father's he has gained all this wealth. And Jacob saw that Laban did not regard him with favor as before. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your kindred, and I will be with you. So Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah into the field where the flock was, and said to them, I see that your father does not regard me with favor as he did before, but the God of my father has been with me. You know that I have served your father with all my strength, yet your father has cheated me and changed my wages ten times, but God did not permit him to harm me. If he said the spotted shall be your wages, then all the flock bore spotted, and if he said the striped shall be your wages, then all the flock bore striped. Thus God has taken away the livestock of your father and given them to me. In the breeding season of the flock I lifted up my eyes and saw a dream that the goats that mated with the flocks were striped, spotted, and mottled. Then the angel of God said to me in the dream, Jacob, and I said, Here I am. And he said, Lift up your eyes and see, all the goats that mate with the flock are striped, spotted, and mottled, for I have seen all that Laban is doing to you. I am the God of Bethel where you anointed a pillar and made a vow to me. Now arise, go out from this land and return to the land of your kindred. Then Rachel and Leah answered and said to him, Is there any portion or inheritance left for us in our father's house? Are we not regarded by him as foreigners? For he has sold us, and he has indeed devoured our money. All the wealth that God has taken away from our father belongs to us and to our children. Now then, whatever God has said to you, do. So Jacob arose and set his sons and his wives on camels. He drove away all his livestock, all his property that he had gained, the livestock in his possession that he had acquired and patent a ram to go to the land of Canaan to his father Isaac. Laban had gone to shear his sheep, and Rachel stole her father's household gods. And Jacob tricked Laban, the Aramean, by not telling him that he had intended to flee. 
He fled with all that he had and arose and crossed the Euphrates and set his face towards the hill country of Gilead. When it was told Laban on the third day that Jacob had fled, he took his kinsmen with him and pursued him for seven days and followed close after him into the hill country of Gilead. But God came to Laban, the Aramean, in a dream by night and said to him, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. And Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country, and Laban with his kinsmen pitched tents in the hill country of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, What have you done, that you have tricked me and driven away my daughters like captives of the sword? Why did you flee secretly and trick me, and did not tell me, so that I might have sent you away with mirth and songs, with tambourine and lyre? And why did you not permit me to kiss my sons and my daughters farewell? Now you have done foolishly. It is in my power to do you harm. But the God of your father spoke to me last night, saying, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. And now you have gone away, because you longed greatly for your father's house. But why did you steal my gods? Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I thought that you would take your daughters from me by force. Anyone with whom you find your gods shall not live. In the presence of our kinsmen, point out what I have that is yours and take it. Now Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. So Laban went into Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and into the tent of the two female servants, but he did not find them. And he went out of Leah's tent and entered Rachel's. Now Rachel had taken the household gods and put them in the camel's saddle and sat on them. Laban felt all about the tent but did not find them. And she said to her father, Let not my lord be angry that I cannot rise before you, for the way of women is upon me. So he searched, but did not find the household gods. Then Jacob became angry and berated Laban. Jacob said to Laban, What is my offense? What is my sin that you have hotly pursued me? For you felt through all my goods. What have you found of all your household goods? Set it here before my kinsmen and your kinsmen, that they may decide between us two. These twenty years I have been with you. Your ewes and your female goats have not miscarried, and I have not eaten the rams of your flocks. What was torn by wild beasts I did not bring to you. I bore the loss of it myself. From my hand you required it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. There I was, by day the heat consumed me, and the cold by night, and my sleep fled from my eyes. These twenty years I have been in your house, I served you fourteen years for your two daughters, and six years for your flock and you have changed my wages ten times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had not been on my side, surely now you would have sent me away empty-handed. God saw my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked you last night. Then Laban answered and said to Jacob, The daughters are my daughters, the children are my children, the flocks are my flocks, and all that you see is mine. But what can I do this day for these my daughters, or for their children whom they have borne? Come now, let us make a covenant, you and I, and let it be a witness between you and me. So Jacob took a stone and set it up on a pillar. And Jacob said to his kinsmen, Gather stones. And they took stones and made a heap, and they ate there by the heap. Laban called it Jagadathera, but Jacob called it Galid. Laban said, This heap is a witness between you and me today. Therefore he named it Galid, and Mizpah, for he said, The Lord watch between you and me, when we are out of one another's sight. If you oppress my daughters, or if you take wives besides my daughters, although no one is with us, see God is witness between you and me.
Then Laban said to Jacob, See this heap and the pillar which I have set between you and me. This heap is a witness, and the pillar is a witness, that I will not pass over this heap to you, and you will not pass over this heap, this pillar, to me, to do harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. So Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac and Jacob, offered a sacrifice in the hill country, and called his kinsmen to eat bread. They ate bread and spent the night in the hill country. Early in the morning, Laban arose and kissed his grandchildren and his daughters and blessed them. Then Laban departed and returned home. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.